0: Welcome to the Watch We Next Podcast. In this podcast, your host, Gloria Amin will interview published authors to chat about their work, journey to getting published, and their book recommendations. If you share a passion for books and always looking for your next read, then join us. Hi, Mara Kay. Welcome to the Watch We Next Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little
1: bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. I uh, grew up in St. Pete, Florida. I'm a recovering journalist. This Uh, Hello Summer is my 27th novel I think. Um, I write beach books. I'm married to my uh, starter husband of (laughs) 43
0: years. Oh my gosh. Yeah so I'm kind of boring. No you're not. I think I like I like to write beach books. I love you've been married a long time and I love that you call him a starter husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So what inspired you to become a writer?
1: You know, I was reading before I was in, even started first grade. I'd always been a big reader, and I think I come from a family of storytellers. I'm the first published author in the family, but all the, especially all the women in my family on my mother's side uh, were storytellers. And um, I think, and on my father's side, I'm Irish, and, you know, the Irish are storytellers. So I think it was inescapable
0: for me. I love it. And so you were a journalist, and so how does your journalism experience um, impact the writing it in so many ways
1: it's hard to list for one thing it helps me structure my story because you know in a newspaper story there there is a um, there's a definite architecture to a newspaper story, beginning, middle, and end, and that helps uh, with story structure um, same thing um, intro, body of the story, and then conclusion so um, mm. and then I think also. It helps me um, understand that writing is my job. Um, I can't wait for the muse. So um, I'm always on a deadline. And when I was a reporter, I was always on a deadline. Now, my deadlines now are
0: longer range. But the closer I get to deadline, the harder and faster I write. Yeah. So what does your day look like? Do you write every day or do you write seven days of the week? I'm no, wondering. not every day and not seven days a week. Right now,
1: we are two weeks out from the launch of the pub day of Hello Summer, so I'm doing a ton of prep stuff. I'm doing a lot of um, social media. Um, there's just a lot of stuff to do. Uh, I have started um, next summer's book, but uh, especially with the pandemic uh, right now, um, I'm so stressed and anxious. I really have a very short time. Attention span. So I haven't been writing a lot of fiction, unfortunately. When I when I am writing, um, I stri- I strive for two thousand words a day. That's a good chunk of work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I start out writing longhand in a one of those um, school composition books, oh. and then yeah, then I revise as I go and type into my computer.
0: Alright. that's an interesting process, you know, just getting it out of your head and then typing it in and just seeing the story shape itself out. Yeah.
1: I think writing longhand for me, I'm a very fast typist because as I say, I was a daily newspaper reporter. So uh, writing longhand slows my mind down and lets me, the physical act of moving my pen across paper sometimes is really helpful for me.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So you had 27 books published. Do you remember what was your journey to get that first book published or or those first Yeah. Books? You know, the the first book
1: didn't get published. I was working as a reporter at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I had two young kids and newspapers were not going in the direction I was happy with. And I decided I would try to uh, sell a book and tumble my way out of newspapers. So um, uh, for about a year... year and a half starting in around 1989 I started working in secret on a novel Mm -hmm. and I gave myself a deadline Um, and at the end of the year I hadn't finished so I took two weeks unpaid leave from the paper and um, finished and then started sending out query letters and looking for an agent um, all the usual things that you do when you're trying to get published. And the first book never did get published, but the second book, which turned out to be Every Crooked Nanny, did get published.
0: Mm. And so why choose the genre? Like you, you're writing fiction, you know, as opposed to non-fiction. Why choose fiction as your genre? You know? I, I think it was a natural progression
1: for me. I was ready to stretch my wings with storytelling. I wanted um, the first book, uh, the first, book I sold I wrote in first person of course you don't get to do that in in um, journalism usually you're writing in third person you have Mm -hmm. to be very um, objective and I didn't want to do any of those things I wanted to be subjective and write first person and I wanted to use bad words (laughs) so um, and I you know and I actually had an idea to write a nonfiction novel but it, it never turned into anything
0: that's okay. Well, I love your fiction novels, and I love that you had to oh, get <laughs> And So let's talk about your writing. Do you follow an outline, or are you a plotter, or are you a pantser? I'm a plotter,
1: I would say. I start with a synopsis, and it tells me the story of the story. I know who the protagonist is. I try to know what her issues are, Um and then I start at the beginning and um, I only have a, I have a vague notion of where I'm going and I write straight through all the way to the end. And I don't do a lot of different drafts. Um, mm. I revise as I go. So for me, there's not, there isn't any of this third draft, third draft, fourth draft, none of that. It's I just start and then I rip through
0: to the begin to the end. Mm, I love it. Um, so how do you organize yourself as a writer? How do you talk for ideas, inspirations, or characters?
1: Um, I try to only have one book in my head at a time. Okay. I have chaos brain. So I am not one of these people who can work on two or three different projects at the same time. I have my little um, composition books, and I might have a folder with some ideas in it. But w- really, I start at the beginning and write to the way all the way to the end. And I'm along the way, maybe I'm making notes about I need a I need a character, and I'm looking for a name, or you know, I might um, I might go online and look for photographs mm. um, for inspiration for the setting of a novel, that kind of thing. Good. Do you share your work along the way do you wait to complete a father's degree? Nobody is reading my book except, well, my editor and my agent are reading over my shoulder. And that's because I want them to. Yeah, I want them to. Um, I need instant gratification. I
0: love it. So let's talk about Hello Summer. Um, this book is set out a small beach town and is a family of for set in town newspaper so I get a hint that you're a journalist so was that a source of inspiration for this book yeah I had been wanting to write a
1: story set in a newspaper for a while and my editor kept saying well you know newspapers are um, you know it's a dying industry nobody wants to read that and I I finally said, look, that's what makes it so interesting. It gives it, you know, you, you've got to have, um, you've got to have something that's going wrong in a book and there's a lot going wrong, um, and tough times for newspapers right now. So, um, this year seemed to be the year. And finally my editor said, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the year. Let's, let's do it. And so, um, you know, my story starts in the last newsroom I worked in at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Yeah. Um, and then it switches immediately to a very small, struggling weekly paper in the um, Panhandle, Florida, beach town of Silver Bay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so did you do some research about, like, because journalism has changed. We have digital Digital media and all those different things are innovations are happening. Did you, how much research did you conduct to get that part right? Yeah, I had to do quite a bit of a research because it's changed. I've
1: been out of the business for um, almost 30 years. I left newspapers in 1991. Um, so I'm coming up on my 29th anniversary. Uh-huh. So I, um, I, I have friends who, lit, who uh, own and run a small town weekly newspaper in Georgia. And I went and hung out with them and talked about the challenges that they're facing with the business. Um, I went back to the Journal Constitution newsroom because, as I say, I hadn't been in a newsroom in such a long time. And things had changed so much, I hardly recognized it. Um, And I did a lot of online research. I have a friend who um, just retired from journalism. He helped me a lot. So um, I do a lot of, I always do a lot of first-person research for the books.
0: Mm, I love it. It does show because it was something interesting. I knew that newspapers are a giant industry. I knew like what was going on, but I didn't realize like the innovation about digital media and how much social media and all the different things have helped newspapers you need know, to sustain right now. Um, right. Wow. So, it's awesome. Let's talk about Conley. Conley comes back to town after releasing her job. She's looking for a way out of, she's looking for a way out, but her grandmother wants her to stay. Why was it important to share her journey through the story?
1: Um, I mean, uh, she has to have a journey or else you just have a static story. If she, if she, if you start the story at the beginning and she ends up happy, well, you don't have much of a journey and you don't have, (laughs) there's a whole lot of books to fill yeah, um, she had to. She had to change over the course of the book, and she had to change her attitude towards um, her hometown, um, towards working in the family business, um, and she had to come face to face with some demons that she had managed that she'd been running from for a long time
0: mm-hmm yeah um let's talk about Rowena which is an interesting character she's like the town know-it-all um one to be a journalist but we don't know <laughs> she's like the right journalist um what is you to add this character to the story well
1: I'll tell you when I worked at the Atlanta Constitution there was a longtime columnist there and she um was a legend she actually had covered the Premiere uh, in Atlanta of Gone with the Wind. Oh my gosh. So she was pretty elderly. Yeah, she was pretty elderly by the time I met her, and she shared a lot in common with Rowena. She um she wasn't great at getting her facts straight or spelling people's names right, but she she knew everybody and everything going on in Atlanta, and so she had a lot of um, she had a lot of pull, a lot of social pull, and she didn't mind using it. And my favorite thing about her was. When I met her, um, I, I had a little, my, my now grown daughter was a year old and I was showing somebody a picture of my daughter and she said, oh, here's my baby. And she picked, she, she pulled out a picture of her dog who, <laughs> whose name was Fluffy, I think, and um, a little fluffy white purse puppy. And so um, I, I guess I must have known all along that I would use um, her as an inspiration for Rowena.
0: I love it. I love they have real life inspiration. And you know, most towns have that character. So it just like it's oh, a, yeah. you know, it's something to be think about when you think about a small town. Like you may have that quirky character who thinks one way but isn't who's connected, well connected with the community and yeah. it, you know, those were ways and that's where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. So so in this this story, we have the boy next door at the woman's. Skelly, Sean, was a perfect sidekick for Conley. Why was Skelly was the right match for Conley?
1: Well, I wasn't sure he was at first, but I think um, as I found out more about him and I found out more about Conley, um, Conley needed somebody who, um, who understood her past. And, and had dealt with it and had, who had gone through things himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she needed someone, she needed somebody who was kind and um, understood her and loved her for who she was. And, um, but he gave her, you know, he gave her the room to come around to him. He didn't, he didn't push her, mm-hmm. um, but he just waited her. And that's what I loved about Skelly, that he, he was that kind of, he was that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, he was like the perfect like voice of reason. Needs you know, I'm supporting you unconditionally. I'm letting you just grow and like surrendering the process. Mm-hmm. Like he just let yeah. her know, and he was like, "If she's meant to be, she'll come back to me." And that felt right. Like yeah. Healthier. yeah. um So the story ties in investigative journalism that's full of twists and turns that keeps the reader engaged with the story. What inspired you to have the senator storyline, the Senator's death and then the family and all the, all the political affair that happened?
1: Well, um, that is inspired by real life. It's one of those ripped from the headlines kinds of things. I was reading my hometown paper a few years ago and an actually an old friend of mine who was, who was at the time a reporter for that paper had written a story about the um, town's longtime congressman who had died of natural causes. But at his funeral, one of his sons stood up and um, mentioned that, um, you know, he knew that everybody was mourning his dad, but and not just he and his mother and siblings, but his father's first secret family. Mm. And, of course, yeah, heads in the church kind of spun around. And it turns out that um, the congressman had been married for 35 years to his first wife and had three or four grown children. And then when he was in his early 50s, he um, fell in love with a secretary in his congressional office in D.C. And um, she got pregnant and he divorced his first wife um, and kind of left the the first family behind in the shadows. they weren't part of he weren't mentioned in his official obituary. They weren't mentioned in his official congressional biography. So um and so many of so many people who thought they'd known him for a long time didn't know any of this. So um when I read that story I thought, aha and I sort of filed it away and and uh, so it came out to play with Hello Summer.
0: I love it. Yeah. It was like the perfect intrigue twists and turns family drama perfect journalism you know story you just want to keep reading more and more so i loved i loved it's about that that you know running for the congressman's seat and all those different things that happen um, as a result of this the secret
1: yeah i mean um what i wanted was for calmly to when she moved home she immediately and she starts working for the paper they want her to do the the nice thing, the quiet thing. And she can't do that because she is who she is. And as soon as that story starts to unfold, she, you know, she comes across um, a wreck, a one car wreck on a lonely country road late at night, three in the morning. And uh, it turns out to be the congressman from this town. And she can't let it go. She can't, you know, her, everyone is saying just leave it alone. It's, a, you know, it's a terrible tragedy. The family's mourning. But she knows there's a story there. And so she just keeps um, picking up rocks, as she says.
0: Yes. And it was a great story. And it helped her stay in the town, which is which is what, you know, at the end of the day, that was what her grandmother was looking for. Yeah. Um, so what book are you working next?
1: I am working slowly. I've started next summer's book. And it is about... Um, a young woman who arrives um, seemingly from nowhere at, at a little family mom and pop motel um, on the Florida Gulf Coast again,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she has a little uh, three or four year old girl with her, and the girl is not her child, mm-hmm. um, and so she she's running from something and from something, and um, and so that's what the book is going. there's going to be a lot of old secrets and this is a sister story and um, uh, hello summer is a sister story it's the first one I've written and it's which is weird because I have two sisters or I had two sisters
0: yeah that's awesome I can't wait to read it (laughs) so awesome so let's go to a round of recommendations this is an opportunity for you to share with the audience what they should read next. what is your favorite genre women's fiction what I write I love historic fiction um, and
1: women's and women's fiction so um, and I like a little mystery you know um stirred in yeah so who's your favorite author uh going way back I would well not so way back Eleanor Lipman who writes these wonderful uh kind of literary women's novels they're always funny they're always about family matters and forgiveness and quirky characters. And um, she's a, a writer who I really
0: admire. I love it. Where do you talk through favorite books of all time? Well,
1: Rebecca by Daphne Des is probably one of the, one of the books that I read as a teenager, which probably had a big uh, impact on my wanting to be a writer, wanting to tell a story. Um, like the moody, suspenseful story that's in Rebecca. And then, um, a few years ago, um, again, well, Eleanor Lippmann's, the first book I read of hers, which was called The Family Man. I love that book so much. I think to me it's the perfect book. It's short, it's sweet, it's tender, it's funny, it's touching, it, it, it kind of, um, it's all the cylinders for me. And then a book from a couple of years ago, not more than a couple years ago, Where'd You Go? Bernadette
0: by uh, mm. Maria Semple. I love that book. I loved the book too. That was a great right book. Um, what book have you read this year day a lot?
1: One of my, I guess my favorite book from last year was Eddie Drake starts over by Linda Holmes. So good. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a romance. It's, it's wittily told. Um, Evie is a character that you can relate to, and it uh, doesn't hurt that um, there's, a, there, it, there's a baseball story there. And I'm, the only sport, sport I really understand or follow is baseball because my husband and my son
0: uh, were baseball players.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I
0: love it. Fun fact. Um, so tell us where we can find you online. You can find me at
1: Mary Kay Andrews and I have my website is marykayandrews.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter as Andrews, m-k-a-y-andrews and on Instagram where I post pictures of whatever I'm working on, my dogs, my grandchildren, whatever junk I'm buying and whatever I'm
0: cooking. I love it. Thank you, Mary Kay, for being in the show. Thanks for having me. It was great to be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it with friends and share a review on iTunes. This is the best way to support the show. Once you join the romance-loving community, make new friends, and get book recommendations, join our Patreon romance book club. For $5 a month, you'll be part of a virtual book club an Instagram chat and get monthly book recommendations. Please note, I'll be donating 10% of the profit to a COVID-19 relief fund each month. To sign up, just join the link in the show notes. What3Next Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love on frolic.media slash podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a few days with a brand new episode. Have a great day.